Chris Miles was able to retire twice by the time he was 39 years old. But he's not content to just enjoy his own financial freedom and peace of mind. Chris wants you to have your own ripple effect so you can live free today. He's not the financial advisor you expected. He's the anti-financial advisor you deserve. He's jumping behind the mic right now, ready to make waves. Here's Chris Miles. Hello, my fellow Ripplers. This is Chris Miles, your cash flow expert and anti-financial advisor. Welcome to our show. It's for you. You worked so hard for your money and you're now ready because you're sick and tired of it. You're ready for your money to start working harder for you today. You want that freedom. You want that cash flow, that time freedom now, not 30 or 40 years from now, but you want it right now so that you can live that life that you love with those you love today. But it's not just about getting rich because as you're blessed financially, you know you have a greater capacity to bless the lives of those around you. That is what it means to be a rippler and create a ripple effect in the lives of others. Guys, thank you for allowing me to do so through you. I appreciate you guys that have been tuning in. You've been binging on these episodes, trying to learn for yourself. You've been sharing this with others because you want to make a difference in the world. And I could not make that ripple effect happen without you. So thank you so much for being a part of it and being the coolest audience that we have. As a reminder, if you have not done so already, please subscribe to our YouTube channel, the Money Ripples podcast. Well, just Money Ripples channel. You can subscribe there today. You'll see that uh, there's not just videos from this podcast, but there's also other videos we do that we give as additional education to help you progress and grow in your journey. And it's all for free. And by the way, if you like it, hey, like something, you know, uh, like it, share it with others. Thank you so much. Hey, how amazing would it be if you could create monthly cash flow, passive income from making at least double digit returns on your money and get this, it's only $1,000 or more that you need to invest. Guys, that's exactly what Secured Investment Corp does. They actually do short-term lending to real estate investors that's backed by real estate that you can actually earn double-digit returns on. That means 10% or better. It's also IRA-friendly, and you can even reinvest those monthly distributions to create compound interest on your money too. So guys, if you want to learn more about that, go check out securedinvestmentcorp.com. That's secured, S-E-C-U-R-E-D, investmentcorp.com. All right, so today I really want to talk to some of you that are specifically in this situation here. You know, maybe you've been wondering what to do. You're seeing that there's a lot of uncertainty in the world and a lot of uncertainty in the market. No surprise that I've been bringing that up as well. And uh, and it's not just to get you to the point where you're fearful and you do nothing, but instead to to kind of shake you and wake you a little bit, right? To really get you to see what's happening right now and that, the vast majority of Americans today are gambling on their present and their future. And, and this may be you, this may not be you, but I want to speak to those of you that you feel like you're a little bit frozen. You're not sure what to do. Maybe you don't have a ton of money anyways, and you're afraid that if you're going to make the wrong move, you'll lose it. Maybe you've got a lot of money, and if you make the wrong move, you'll lose it, right? You're not sure if you should stay in the stock market. You're not sure if you should do real estate because there's lots of bad information and, and, and news about real estate too. Almost everywhere you turn, there's doom and gloom. And it's an interesting place to be because often that's where people freeze up. Uh, This is where if you don't know what to do, it's kind of that danged if you do, danged if you don't, if I were to edit it for you, right? It's really that kind of thing. It's like, it doesn't matter where you turn. It seems like it's all bad. So what do you do? You sit there. They've done psychological experiments on dogs. This is pre-PETA days. Um, They did experiments on dogs where they would shock one side of the cage and make them hop over but then they'd shock the other side of the cage and they would say, hey, look, we can make the dog jump. 
yay, way to go for a circus trick, right? Um, but they would have have dogs do this. They would torture the dogs by shocking the cages. You know, just a little zap, like a, like electric fence type zap, but enough that it really annoyed the dog. And then they thought, what would happen if we shocked both sides of the cage? So whether they hopped over that little divider there, they shocked both sides. When the dog would hop over, it would find out it would get shocked on either side. And what it would do is eventually it would just go whimper in a corner and wet itself. And they realized, oh, that's an interesting concept. And that's the concept that happens when you feel like no, way, no matter which way you turn, you're doomed, right? And I don't want you to feel that way ever. It's natural to feel that way. I, I've been in that position before too, especially in the last recession. It's very common to feel that way. And so I want to use this episode to bring you a little bit of hope, but also bring you some reality too, because there's some opportunities that you may not be taking advantage of right now. So for example, you know, many people wonder, hey, Chris, what's going to happen? And I already did an episode about what I see is more recession-resistant type of investments. Now, there's new news coming out, even since I recorded that one. And there'll probably be more news that comes out. You know, there's a whole Fed's meeting. I record these a couple of weeks in advance or so. So, you know, there's a Fed meeting coming out that they expect it not to raise rates. I think they probably will at some point. If it's not now, it'll be in December. But we still have Fed's raising rates. And this is creating some stress because now it's no longer about inflation. It's now becoming about not just raising rates, but holding them steady, which is what they're, they're talking about doing, right? Even if they raise them up and then hold them for a couple of years, like we mentioned on other episodes, that's a danger because there's other aspects happening right now. For example, not many people are talking about the bond market. And I mentioned this a few years back. I said, I was kind of worried about the bond market, especially because there's junk bonds and all kinds of stuff out there. And those have already been tanking. Bonds, it doesn't matter if you're in stocks or bonds and you're in your retirement portfolio, you're losing money. You've been losing for the last couple of years, right? I mean, think about it. I mean, from the low of 2020, the market did a more than 100% jump you know, from that March low, jumped up over 100% in less than two years, and then it started coming back down. And even since then, we're really looking at it about a little over a 10% loss from the high. So we're already at a lower point currently. And what's often going to happen is that people will say, well, I don't want to lose money. Uh, you know, So I'm just going to leave it there, set it and forget it. Maybe if I just don't watch it every day, I won't feel so bad because what's my alternative? I jump into something else. What if I lose it all? If I make the wrong decision, right? That's a valid point, but you cannot let those fears stop you because guess what else is happening? There's other headwinds. So I mentioned about these bond rates, right? Bonds right now, those they're being driven up. That treasury that you keep hearing about is being driven up. Why should you care? The reason you should care is this is that those rates are the ones that determine what's going on with loan rates. So when you've been borrowing, especially when you're borrowing on a variable rate, this is true even in the real estate game, although there's it's only in certain pockets of it, but it's driving up mortgage rates. It's driving up the point where people cannot afford as much anymore to live in a home. It's driving up also like federal government's debt. Now they're already boosting up their debt, but they had a basically take out another $3 trillion of debt this year, $3 trillion. And they're also being charged interest on that. That keeps raising on them too. So not only are you watching your credit card rates rise, but you're also watching the government's rates rise too. And so they're at a point where they're, they have to ask for more money because believe it or not, the government doesn't have a limitless supply. Everybody says, oh, they can print their own money. Not necessarily. Yes and no. They can go and ask to issue bonds, right, to help with the spending because 
Republicans and Democrats, they can't even agree on the spending, so they're just spending more anyways, right? Republicans say they want to reduce it, but let's be honest. Republicans really want to reduce programs that cost us very little. Defense is a huge budget that they won't cut back very much. You know, Social Security is one that they've talked about, but in truth, they really won't because both sides of the aisle want that, right? So the most expensive things in our budget right now, nobody wants to cut. So we're not watching our debt go down. We're getting to a place where now the government says we need to issue more government bonds. What's that mean? It's basically saying, hey, I need to go back to the credit card company and ask for more, a higher line of credit. So they go and they issue all these extra bonds. Well, whenever you make more of something, it becomes worth less right? It's kind of like fidget spinners. Remember that was all the rage for six months, I think. <laughs> and now all of a sudden, I mean, you find them at dollar stores. I mean, they're just dirt cheap, right? They're, they're not nearly as, as hot as they were. Well, why? They overproduce. They create a whole bunch of them. And there you go. That same thing happened in the last recession, overproduce a bunch of real estate properties, not to mention we had lending going to everybody. So anybody could get a mortgage, right? So it was so easy to get a house and to buy it at a cheap, at a very high price. And that drove up the prices and then they came crashing down. Same thing's going to happen with bonds, the government bonds. They're producing more, which drives the value of those down. So even though you think you're safe by not being the stock market, by moving over to bonds, guess what? Not so quick. You know, same thing with treasuries. It's a little bit tricky. You start dealing with that because now the government has to get more debt. It's out of control. They can't pay it off. They don't know what to do. And the truth is, whoever's going to be the next president is going to have to deal with that mess at some point. They're going to have to deal with that as well as Social Security starting to run out. So they got to figure out how do they balance this, you know, because they don't want to tax more. Even when it was all Democrats, and, and Democrats are supposed to be known for wanting to tax the rich, give to the poor, they couldn't even agree on that. So if the Democrats couldn't do it when they had control of Congress, what makes you think that now it's split between Republicans and Democrats? That that's ever going to make any any kind of real traction. So trying to tax us more is going to be a, a, a stickier point. If they do, it'll probably be big corporations again. That's where they like to go. But the problem is, you tax big corporations, that means their profits drop. And if big companies' profits drop, like Apple, Microsoft, Google, Meta, you know, like Facebook and all those kind of companies, guess what happens? It, you might think that's good. Oh, good tax from the rich, give to the poor. But the problem is when you have your money in places like those very stocks and those mutual funds that are driven by it, like the S&P 500, guess what happens? Stocks drop as well. So we're looking at a point where I, I keep, I've been saying it, and we've watched stocks drop very subtly to the point where you've already lost about 10% in the last, really the last several months, uh, even just the last three months, you know, from July to October, end of October, we watched it drop about 9% from its, its little high that it had there for the year. Even more so, more than it's about 12% from the high that it had uh, back in the end of 2021. Here we are. It's a little bit lower, but it's not quite shocking enough to get people to move out. What do you think will happen when finally the stock market has this day of reckoning? It comes back into balance and things go down. Let me show you what I mean. Okay, so I'm showing you the chart from the last 15 years of the S&P 500. Now, don't get lost in all this or whatever, right? But here's what I want you to pay attention to is that you know, end of 2008, the market was still coming down. It bottoms out in March of 2009. So since March of 2009, you look at it, the S&P right there, and actually we can even see it bottom out a little bit lower at the end of February of 2009. So right there was at 200, 735 points. Currently, as of Halloween, the market's closer to about 4,200 points. So we saw an increase of roughly, 
you know, well, to make it easy to figure out, I mean, that's going from 735 to about 4,200. That's less than six times. That's more than five times increase. So it's quintupled in just 15, less than 15 years. And what happened during that time? It went up and up and away to the nine into 10, 11, 12. You look at each year, other than 16, you see it kind of flattened out right there. It took a breather and then it started going up after Trump got elected and went up, up and away. And then of course we had the little COVID bounce, right? A little drop there, but then it popped right back up and it went faster. In fact, from that bounce right there, you'll see that you know, even though it's showing the, the low was 2584, really went down to 2191. So it jumped up more than 100% from the low in March, shot right up in less than two years, over 100%. So to see it quintuple, more than quintuple in 15 years is incredible. That's something you really don't see often in the stock market. A 15-year period where you quintuple your money, that's like a 500% return, not likely to happen. So what does that mean for you? That means that the market is way overbought. That's why it hasn't been able to hit higher than what it hit at the end of 2021, beginning of 2022. Now it dropped in 2022. It popped back up. And you're like, yay. Sure, it's up a little bit this year. It's up you know, roughly about 9% for the year. But is this just a point where it's going to go lower? But of course, if you're like, well, I don't know. I mean, eventually it's got to go up, right? Well, remember, it's already gone up more than it should have. It's more than what it can usually sustain. It's got to come back into balance. It always does. And remember, all the money they're pumping out after 2020, that money is what drove the market high in the first place and low interest rates at the same time. So money's pumping in and you had low interest rates. You could basically borrow money for nothing. And, and as a result, I almost had dire straits pop in my head just then. You know, you, you bump this up you know, with almost cheap, dirt cheap money. And now all of a sudden that money's gotten expensive. You don't think that's going to affect the bottom line for a lot of companies in the stock market. You don't think that all this interest rate increase has gone so fast isn't going to affect the government who's already charging more on their own little credit card, so to speak, and they still can't make the payments. This is just like the American consumer who's also becoming tighter and tighter, more credit card delinquencies, more card delinquencies. All these things are happening, all in an effect that makes you scared to do anything. So I'm talking to you and I get it. Anytime that you freeze out of either not having enough information, you freeze out of fear of making the wrong choice, usually what happens is you don't realize that inaction is still a choice. This is a, you know, it's it's kind of like this, uh, if I were to get very, not too intimate, you know, I'm not going to get that far. But, you know, if I go back, like if I look at my marriage, you know, like there's times that my wife will bring up stuff, say, listen, you're not doing this in our marriage. It helps me feel loved as much love. So I want you to do this. Yeah, but what if I do that? It doesn't work. She's like, well, if you don't do it, it's not going to work. So what do you have to lose? I would pose the same question to you. If you've ever been married, you know what that's like. You could be, you could say, well, what if I just waste all this time and energy that's for naught? Well, what if it is? Even if it isn't, if you do nothing, you could still lose. The market could easily drop another 20, 30, 40%. If you were to see yourself down the road, let's say five years down the road and say, oh, man, I lost so much money. I, I wish I would have sold out in 2022 or in 2023. I wish I would have at least moved my money away to somewhere safer. If I could have just got it there to protect what I had, just not lose money. I could have put it in a savings account and been better off than I am five years later. Do you want to be that person saying that thing? Because there's going to be a lot of people saying that. 
there's going to be a lot of people really just losing their savings too because they're going to have to get consumed because they won't know how to get their money under control. There'll be a lot of people struggling. And if you're not careful, you'll go down with them. Even if you're being wise with money, even if you're like the best saver, you've, you've been packing your money in your 401ks and in the stock market, you've paid off your debt, you have no credit card debt right now, you're feeling pretty good compared to what you're hearing. But when other people's actions make an impact on your life, that's a problem. That's why I recommend going back a couple episodes, talking about where do I feel safer? Doesn't mean that's investment recommendations, but the way I'm seeing it and what I'm asking and how I'm looking at this, I'm looking at it as a place of me, one, building up more cash in my reserves so that I am protected just in case. And then two, investing in places where I know I can get contractual rates of return. That creates some predictability and some safety and stability. That for me creates that peace of mind. Doesn't mean that I'm not taking any risk. Of course not, because you still got to take a risk to win. But the worst risk in my mind would be doing the same thing over and over and expecting a different result. Think of all the people before you that have gone through previous recessions and said, man, I wish I would have done this. I wish I, instead of having my money in that dumb 401k, I had invested in real estate back in this, you know, 2010, 2011 or 12 uh, real estate then. I would have been a very millions of dollars wealthier than I am today, which is true. Those that did it and took advantage of it, those are a lot of times you hear the stories on this podcast, don't you? Those people had cash available to use. This is why I'm teaching infinite banking so much right now, because people don't know where to turn. They could put it in the bank, but even the banks have some issues, especially because the rates have gone up too fast. If they have bonds in their portfolio too, that they're losing money, that's a risk for the banks because they have to have so much liquidity. If they lose money, they got to find cash somewhere else. So they're scrambling to find money. That could be a risk to you, especially if it's your money at risk, not theirs as much. There is the problem. That is why I'm stashing more money in my infinite banking. And that is why I'm going for real assets backing my investments. That's why I go for real estate. I would even make an argument, even though I'm not buying a lot of rental properties right now, I would say this, if I were to make a bet, and again, this is not investment advice. If I were to make a bet longer term that I would probably still be safer putting my money in rentals. Because even though I wouldn't expect the price of the rentals, the, like the value of the, the property to increase much, I do expect the cash flow to increase because the thing that keeps happening are the interest rates going up still, right? They're still trying to you know, hedge this inflation now that the GDP is released and all of a sudden we're in this booming economy somehow. By the way, GDP happens when government also spends a lot of money. That's how. Um, that's not really growth in an economy. That's just spending, right? So all this stuff is happening. You know it doesn't feel right. It doesn't seem right. Well, why would you listen to the news? Why would you listen to the media? Why would you listen to your coworkers that are put, really gambling their lives and their futures away? Why couldn't you be the person that said, I did something different? I actually bought into real assets. I took advantage of this next recession. I bought these assets that protected my money and then use that to be in a better place 10 years from now where I am financially free. What if you're the person that says, I actually loaded up more money in my infinite banking policies, protected it, still grew my money, and then was able to use that because everybody else was running out of money? I had control because now people short on money need cash and they will pay premium dollar for that cash. Even means they have to borrow it at a higher interest rate, which of course the banks already drove up the interest rates, which makes it better for you if you're lending your money to other investors. It also helps too, because if again, interest rates keep rising, that means 
people have to spend more money to buy properties, whether they like it or not. And if that happens, that also means rent drives up too, because the affordability to buy a house is much less, meaning they'll much rather rent than have to come up with a down payment and still pay more money out of pocket. That right there is an opportunity, guys. People aren't saying that's the opportunity you should be taking. Most people in the media are saying, oh, the worst thing you do, buy real estate. Bad idea. Real estate's going to tank just like 2008, even though we can't, don't have the same loose lending you know, that has been happening in 2006. We don't have the same over overdevelopment and overbuilding of properties that we had in 2006. And we don't have appraisers doing false appraisals like 2006. And all these things are not, it's not the same thing. It's just not a different scenario. So that right there, guys, like if you really step back and look at it, you realize it's time for the stock market to drop. It's time for retirement accounts to lose money because it hasn't really done that yet. Everything has, the higher the, the ups, the lower the lows, right? The bigger the party, the bigger the hangover. That is happening right now. And I can, I can warn you until I'm blue in the face. And I can throw facts and figures out all day long. But what it really comes down to is, I know you're scared. I know it's hard. And I had, I had the same fear. I had the same fear post-2008 buying my very first rental property. It was so scary for me because I lost pretty much everything. Even though I didn't file for bankruptcy, I still went in major debt, sold off all my assets, and still had literally well over a half million dollars in debt, even after everything was sold off, after I was pretty much broke. And I was over a half million dollars in debt with no assets. You know, I was, in, I was starting from negative 500,000 or more at that point. I know what it's like. But I also know when you take that first step, that fear starts to diminish because that that pathway before you becomes a little bit more clear. As you take the next step, it becomes a little bit more clear. It's just step by step by step. And that's why I say, even if you just go for the certain, you know, sure bet of going for like something like infinite banking, right? And just put your money in a place where you can make five or 6% tax-free. Great. At least, you know, your money's protected. It's guaranteed to not make less than like 3% a year. That's better than the bank, which can go down to zero, right? At least, you know, you have that protection. But then taking that next step to say, what if I could actually invest and make more money right now. In fact, what if this is the best opportunity because everybody else is scared? That's when I make money. That's how you know. And the masses are doing one thing, you do the opposite. It's scary because you feel alone, but it's true. That's my challenge to you. If you want to know how to do that, please feel free to reach out to us at moneyripples.com. We're more than willing to help out. But I'm just here to tell you, I'm here to give you faith that I'm excited for this opportunity. I think there's a great future ahead, but it's great for us that don't listen to the masses. We're not listening to the media. We're listening to those of us that have been there, done that, and we're doing it right now. We walk this path together. You're not in it alone and you don't have to be. You can be in a, a company where you know what's happening real time and you can sift through all the noise and the, the, the stupid media and the lies that are being promoted out there today. There's real truth here. And the truth is, is that there's a reckoning happening right now if things have to come back into balance, this is your time to get your money in a place where you can make sure it's safe and working harder for you so you don't have to keep working harder for decades to come because you decided to be in it for the long haul and wait it out. The time now is to choose. What will you do in your life? Will you be the hero of your story or will you be the victim of the story? The choice is yours, guys. Make it a wonderful and prosperous week. We'll see you later.
Visit us online at moneyripples.com for more resources to help you fix money leaks and get your money working harder for you now. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.